Welcome to the TV and Tea podcast. I'm Adriana. And I'm Selena. And we are two sisters that have decided to let the internet into the conversations that we have about TV and pop culture over endless cups of tea. In our house, the reoccurring questions are, is it tea time? To which the answer is always yes. And what are we watching? So pour yourself a cup and get ready to get into it. Hey, y'all. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. Yes, we are back at it again. Another episode of TV and Tea Podcast. How y'all doing out there? For real. I'm doing good. <laughs> I am tired, though. Same. Baby. I Let me just get into my quote, because mm-hmm. you'll understand. It comes from Scott Disick. I don't know <laughs> if I've used this before, but I don't think I have, but... He says, you know, they used to call me the social butterfly, and I think I'm flying again. Oh my gosh, I feel like you have used that quote. Have I used it before? It's okay, we can double dip. Okay, <laughs> well, that fits me so perfectly right now, because, baby, I'm not in the streets, I am the streets. <laughs> like, oh I have Lord. been out here. Like You just, surely have. <laughs> I have been out, like three times this week wow (laughs) like i'm acting like i'm in college (laughs) right now i am sipping on pedialyte like oh my gosh (laughs) it's a thursday like i went out last night i went out on monday i went out on saturday i've got plans to go out tomorrow tomorrow (laughs) and sunday (laughs) adriana Yeah, you're definitely pulling a me circa 2019. Oh my god. I'm lit. (laughs) I'm so dead. Like, our cousin moved here from Canada and me and her are the same age. She moved? Is that confirmed? You know, she has no plans to go back home right now, so she's here. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are just, like, as thick as thieves and... (laughs) You know, it's so weird. Like, I feel like in the past couple years, I've, like, I've lost all of, like, my, not my girlfriends, but, like, I feel like I don't, I don't have, like, a partner in crime. Oh, yeah. And TJ is just my partner in crime right now. We are just, like. Y'all are with the shits. Totally with the shits. We are just, like, and we're on the same page. Like, mm-hmm. we know the vibe. It's good. Like, we're just having way too much fun. Like, it's just, it's debaucherous, but it's it's great. I'm having the time of my life. That's so funny. You know, I realized I lost my partner in crime the other day when it was, like, a Friday night and I had no plans. Like, before, there was never a Friday night where Morgan and I, like, one of my best friends that recently moved to Texas, um, weren't going out. So, yeah, I understand that sentiment, but... Yeah, I've got a partner in crime again. I'm so happy. <laughs> like, I I really hope she never goes back to Canada. Like, I will literally be so depressed oh. because, yeah, partner in crime is like, I need her. Like, it's she's everything right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I mean... I'm tired as well, but for a different reason. Okay. And my quote this week comes from Sex in the City. Okay. And Carrie says to her gals, I don't need therapy. I have you guys. To which Samantha says, yeah, the blind leading the, the blind. blind. Like, 
were just as fucked up as you are. Yes. And that is my quote because I had kind of a rough week at work. And I was talking about it with my boyfriend and my friends, and they just had no answers for me. (laughs) They were just like, it's okay. And I was just like, but it's not. And they're just like, "Eh." and I was like, well, I guess that's that. I guess that's that. (laughs) Yeah. So I've been super busy with school and work, but... Thankfully, I'm getting out of town this weekend, so I will let it all go. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Go have some fun. Blow yes. off some steam. Thank you. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's funny. They yeah. just were like, we have no answers. I can't swim. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was one of those weeks at work where you're, like, looking for another job at your desk. <laughs> Damn, like that? Yeah, not because I'm gonna quit. No, obviously not. But it was just one of those like, let me see what's out there. Like, we ain't finna stay here long. (laughs) Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah. Wow, that's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am like. I literally said to my cousin today, I was like, I need business cards. Like, I'm just meeting way too many people. Like, I need like yeah. something to be like, here, just here's my here's card. Here's my card. You do need business cards. I know. I just like have been putting off getting them made, and I'm like, okay, I need to do that tonight. <laughs> yeah. So the last year when we went out for your birthday, the guy that I met, he didn't give me his number. He gave me his card. It was just his name and his number. And I think that's like so classy and perfect. But he was from New York. Mm. That's a New York thing. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody gave me their card, and I was like. Yeah, I need a card. <laughs> yeah, right? It's so fun. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get into the show this week. Let's get into it. We watched a documentary, mm-hmm. and this was, like, my suggestion. I had seen it on HBO Max, <laughs> and I was like, this looks weird and interesting, <laughs> but more weird than interesting. Mm-hmm. And so we got into it. There's no I in threesome. On HBO Max. HBO Max. And it is a documentary by a couple who are entering into an open relationship, even though they are engaged to be married at, like, the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And it just, they're, we're following them on this journey leading up to their wedding where they're exploring their relationships with other people. They become polyamorous. Um, because, you know, the woman, Zoe, mm-hmm. she meets a man, she's, and they become girlfriend and boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And then he meets the man, Ollie, he meets a woman and that becomes his girlfriend. And so they're both in these other relationships while being, you know, together as well. Um, and it was a journey. <laughs> Yeah, it was wild. Like, okay, first of all, let's talk about the plan. So the plan was to try out this open relationship Mm -hmm. and then have the grand finale be their wedding. Yes. And then after that, they were just going to be monogamous because they wanted children together Mm -hmm. and they thought they wanted to settle down. Keyword Mm -hmm. thought. Thought. Yeah. And eventually it evolved into wanting to showcase alternatives to monogamy. Mm -hmm. So both of the people in this couple were bisexual. Yes. And Ollie was interested in exploring relationships with men. And Zoe was interested in women. But, 
you know, it get away from them. It really <laughs> did. Like, this got just so out of hand. Yes. And it, they spiraled. Yeah. Out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting. At first, they just seemed like they were, like, they even said it. She's like, we're full on swingers now. Yeah. Like they were just, you know, going to sex parties and having like casual hookups. And then all of a sudden they meet these two respective people um, and it evolves into these deeper relationships. But while they were doing like the swinging, it felt like they were both very comfortable and uncomfortable in it. Yeah. Like the, the, the seesaw that they were on emotionally when one person would meet somebody or one person would go on a date and you could see that they were jealous and they got moody and they got their feelings hurt. Mm -hmm. And that to me was just like, I don't know how you're going to put, how you could sign up to put yourself through this. Like, yeah, you're creating drama in your relationship for no reason. Mm -hmm. And so from what I know about open relationships, Mm -hmm. because and I'm going to recommend a podcast to you guys, Horrible Decisions. Uh-huh. They are a sex podcast that basically talks about everything, but they really go in depth, like, into open relationships. Mm-hmm. And apparently the jealousy thing is super common and that doesn't go away. Like, you would think that even after years of being in a relationship like that that you would get used to seeing your partner with other people but apparently jealousy is just something that everybody has to deal with and uh, people compare it to when you're in a monogamous relationship Mm -hmm. and you get jealous when your partner looks at someone like you know that that's okay for your relationship Mm -hmm. but you just have to get past it and that's how they see the entire thing that they're doing it's crazy they mentioned that in this also. They're like, you know, jealousy is normal. It's it's to be expected. And you just have to kind of deal with it and, like, keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. And you see Ollie, I think, more so than Zoe get jealous because she's... <coughs> I mean, sh- she is, like, able to pick up anyone. And everybody doesn't really like him. He's, like, a little weird, a little awkward. Um, but also... Gen- generally, it's easier for women to have casual hookups than oh. for men because I feel like for a guy, it's like harder to get girls than like yeah. a girl being like, "Hey, want to hook up?" And random guys are like, "Oh yeah, oh for sure." Mm-hmm. I could, yeah, definitely. Um, I just thought it was interesting to see him be like so into wanting to explore this and then having such issues with it. Well. That's what happens. It's it's easier for women. And also, Zoe was a little more attractive than yeah. Ollie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that also played a part in it. But, okay, I want to talk about the ending. I want to talk about Tom. Okay. <laughs> Enter Tom, Zoe's lover boyfriend. When, to- when she met Tom and she was like, we went out just to get drinks and it turned into a date. I was like... This man is going to tech away this man's bitch. Oh, <laughs> no. You knew from the start? Hell, yeah. I was like, yo, you, you're going to lose your bitch. <laughs> like, that's all I could think. I literally said it out loud to the TV. Mm-hmm. I was like, this man is going to steal this woman from this man. So I was mad throughout the whole movie because it was obvious that, like, Ollie was so in love with Zoe. Yes. And, like, to just see Zoe brazenly, like... Uh, 
talk about her relationship yes. with Tom. I was like, girl, you're wild. Yeah, I was like, so you don't love your fiance. Got it. I feel like you can't. I mean, I know polyamory is a thing, but she was she was really feeling Tom. It was she obvious. Was, she was sprung. Yeah. She was like, he's so funny. He's so charismatic, dry. You know, I was like, yo, you're really gassing this guy to your boyfriend. Exactly. To your fiance. And I just don't know how I feel about that. It hit different. It hit it different really than the other hookups. For sure. She was mad hype. Like, you know when you meet someone and you're just immediately sprung? She was sprung. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is not going to end well. Yeah. So watching Zoe and Tom's relationship, it was cute. But I just felt like it was wrong. You know, like she was she was pushing past the boundaries that her and Ollie set up like she wasn't putting her and Ollie's relationship first and like as someone who's been cheated on I was just like this bitch is doing the most (laughs) I feel like she spent a lot of time with him I don't know if that's just how the documentary was set up but I just felt like she was always away like her Mm -hmm. and her man were never together and she was literally like living life with this other man so it's like of course she fell in love with him and eventually left her her fiance for him like yeah that makes sense to me yeah just because of proximity and time it's like out of sight out of mind mm-hmm. when uh, tom said i want to give you babies, babies. <laughs> i was like oh she's gone no at that point like she was so far gone but i was like yo he now he wants kids. When when they were talking about, um, he was like, Tom said something to her. And I was like, oh, he's in love. Mm-hmm. Um, he was talking about, I think, her relationship with Ollie. And he was just like, I don't remember how he said it. But he, it was something about, like, commitment. And she was like, well, you don't want to be committed. Mm-hmm. And he was just like quiet he was like oh i don't know yeah. like you could tell that he was like i really love you like mm-hmm. i don't want you to be with this other man like he was getting territorial and at the same time being like i don't want to commit to you yeah but he was very territorial over her relationship with her man Hmm. interesting uh and then when zoe tom and ollie all hung out it was sick like it made me sick to my stomach because tom was just like so assertive in the situation like taking control and ollie was just like the little bitch in the corner like i know that was so sad that was really sad he it was very it was an uncomfortable thing to watch it was like ollie was the third and not tom right she was so affectionate so all over her boyfriend in front of her fiance yeah i don't know i just don't feel like what when you're in a throuple like don't you have to like yes you have to like share the love yeah (laughs) Yeah, like zoe was barely ever on ollie no and i know he was filming but still yeah i just thought it was very weird and then when they all hook up and he's describing the hookup i was just like oh my god like this is a lot yeah and i thought it was interesting that tom was like i love you so much like I don't even like men, but I would be with a man for you. Like, that shit was wild. What? 
I was like, yo, this man said he would suck dick for you. Like, that's wild. That's some tiger king <laughs> shit. We haven't seen a straight man go gay in a while. I was like, yo, what is going on? That's some different type of love. That was different. I was like, yo, I don't know, dog. Like, I was, I was just, I was shocked. Yeah. I was shocked. I was... Uh, I don't, I don't know, you know, to each their own. But I was just like, this is, this woman is wild. This man is wild. This whole situation is wild. Yeah, this documentary, documentary done got me mad. Like, I, I was just mad at Zoe and yeah, but it was enjoyable. I did like it. It was just very juicy. Yeah. And I liked the little twist at the end. Me too. I was shocked. I was like, wow, I wasn't expecting this at yeah i mean so the ending was a little bit unexpected you watch what you think is a documentary Mm -hmm. but it was actually a reenactment of events posed as a documentary yeah yeah so the main guy ollie a couple of years ago he was in a relationship with a woman named zoe they did have this situation with open relationship he was making a film but she left him before the film could be completed for tom Mm -hmm. for tom of course so it took him some time to get over it to get over it and get back into it but then he looked at his old footage and he decided that he was going to remake what happened as a movie in a documentary style yeah Mm -hmm. so that's what you watch the entire film and so you see that he's he's going through the footage and and audio and video and he really takes ownership of the fact that he put the the film he put the film above their relationship and his Mm -hmm. work above the relationship and he really acknowledges that like yes i loved her but i also wasn't like great to her Mm -hmm. um and i think that was just a an interesting acceptance of responsibility that you rarely see from men yes you know what's funny i actually loved that about the ending because we even talked about this a couple of weeks ago it's very common in media right now for men to be victims yeah and i love how ollie said you know what i wasn't a victim in the situation i played a part in our demise yeah and i really love that because towards the end i was like oh here we go another guide to the manosphere like of (laughs) hating women yeah but when he was able to reflect and realize like no i i was a shitty person as well in this situation the documentary just uh, became even better yeah i i liked the ending a lot i thought it was a good like bow on the whole thing Mm -hmm. i just thought it was throughout the film i just thought he was so like there were so many moments of awkwardness the fact that it was all acted like i i loved it i i don't know i was just like really impressed i was really (laughs) impressed because ollie and zoe did seem like a real couple right yeah like she was great in the movie he was pretty good too yeah i just i thought it was interesting to film it was very meta it was like the office but like you know it was it was weird it was very interesting 
it was really good. I liked it, and I highly recommend it to all of you guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think the story, I think this is just, like, another view on, like, alternative relationships. We know that people have them, but they rarely ever work out long term, you know? Um, There's been other shows and couples and, you know, you see them go through this kind of journey of, like, exploring alternative relationships, and it, and it happens at the cost of their own relationship i just don't know if you're supposed to put that much like jealousy and stress on a relationship yeah like life is hard enough Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think uh, alternative relationships work for very specific people yeah very specific like the one couple that i know firsthand that's in an open relationship they don't want kids and Mm. even though they're married they are very independent and they like to lead separate lives Mm. so it works for them interesting you know yeah i remember years ago there was a a documentary kind of series on polyamorous relationships on Showtime. Mm-hmm. And this one couple, well, no. They were they were a couple. They had kids. They had two kids. Mm. And they both had partners. And they, like, all lived together. Wait, And what? were raising their families together. What on earth? Yeah. If I remember correctly, yeah, it was, like, the woman and the man had two kids and then there was another man and another woman yeah and then they would also like swing and it was they were had like a really wild setup but they all lived all four of the adults lived in the house with the kids like they were they were like really like a pod that's so wild i wonder whatever happened to them i'd have to look that up it did was, the kids understand what was going on they like, were, were they young they were young but they were getting to the age that it was like there should be some questions mm-hmm. like I, I i remember correctly they were probably like seven and nine you mm. know that kind of age it's yeah. like you're growing out of being like accepting shit <laughs> <laughs> you're like what's really going on <laughs> right? what's yeah so yeah they were like around that age and i was like that's gonna be interesting in a couple of years mm-hmm. um so yeah i would have to look that up i wonder what what happened to them but i just remember watching the show in college with my friends and we were all like we were like this is wild yeah Ugh, i just feel like it's so hard when you have kids and you try one of these alternative situations yeah i think for people that don't have kids and have no one to like answer to mm-hmm. um it works i loved his friend uh, um wilbur the wilbur. friend was amazing wilbur was like what the fuck <laughs> He was like, dude, you're you have a, a fiance, you're getting married. What is all of this that like what what else do you need? What is this mix up you you've gotten into? Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it was definitely interesting. Very interesting. And honestly, it's like the Temptation Island thing. Like, if you will really open up your relationship and allow like someone else to be with your person like on some level you don't care about losing them no or if you do care about losing them like you're in the wrong situation because that's always a possibility right completely yeah we gotta catch up on temptation island we do we have like two episodes oh my god we'll come back next week with an update guys (laughs) yeah they're only an hour though so you know we gotta 
rack them up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go ahead and check it out. There's no I in threesome. HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, let's get into the tea for this week, you guys. Yes. What's your first story? What do you want to talk about? Okay. So I want to talk about the fact that Meghan Markle and Harry oh are breaking their silence about <laughs> their <laughs> exit from the royal family. Okay. Because when they did it, it was very hush hush, like, let us get settled. Now, it's been a while and. Harry did an interview with James Corden. Mm -hmm. He didn't say much, but he did talk about his exit from the family. Mm -hmm. Meghan Markle is doing a whole sit down with Oprah. With the queen. With the queen, Oprah. And it's airing on Sunday. There is a preview out, as well as some clips, where Meghan says that the royal family was a part of their exit and apparently they're helping to spread lies about them yeah did you see the allegations that they released yes that she was um a bully to her staff Mm -hmm. and caused emotional distress and harm in a, a toxic work environment Yes, so this is classic crown fight, fire with fire, rumors with rumors. They control the British press. Yeah. It's wild. I just think it's so crazy to see this all play out in real time, like, on the internet. Like, Mm -hmm. I think in the era of Diana, it was a little bit more like, the tabloids were just different. Like, the Mm -hmm. industry was different. Now, where they can speak in a tweet like quickly and we see how much the press attacks her relentlessly even like they've left the royal family they no longer are beholden to the rules and regulations that they have that the royalty has to abide by Mm -hmm. and so for them to be so brazen with the attacks it's just like damn granny can you chill yeah like (laughs) granny please tell the dogs to relax right like it's wild it's so sad but i cannot wait to hear what else she has to say yeah because if that was the just the teaser girl imagine everything because you know oprah gets all that tea oh for sure they're gonna spill it all oprah knows how to get that tea baby Mm. i really cannot wait like this is what i've been looking forward to all week yeah more updates on that to come yeah when this comes out we have to talk about this next oh week. for sure for sure <laughs> okay so what i want to talk about is just like pure foolery <laughs> <laughs> tell me so t- this um today it was earlier today um Takashi 69 who I don't like to talk about, but he responded to, like, an Instagram post about um, Chinese nationals, like, uh, subjecting all foreigners that come into the country to an anal swab COVID mm. test. Mm-hmm. And so Takashi's comment was, Lil Nas X has entered the chat. <laughs> and Lil Nas X didn't take that so lightly. Mm. And he was like, oh, he posted a TikTok and he was basically put up a screenshot of Takashi like DMing him like, yo, I'm going to be in your city. Like, what's good? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And he was like, this you? (laughs) And he was like, do a little dance. (laughs) 
I love Lil Nas X and this is hilarious. And it was just like so petty and just like so perfect. It was like, bloop, no, shut up. <laughs> um, and I was just like dying. And of course, Takashi has put up another video like, I don't have those DMs. Like, this is fake. Yeah. Of course, whatever. Nobody believes you. We know you slid in his DMs. Yeah. My guy. And I just think he's so funny and so unproblematic. Like, why Lil are you Nas coming X? from him? Yes, he's so like wholesome and cutie and funny. Right. Like, he just has this little corner of the internet where everything is country and ghetto. And I love to go over there when I feel like it. I love it. He's great. He's wonderful. I agree. I hope he's got some new music coming because his album was good. His first album was good. Yes. And I'm like excited for more. But I just thought this was so funny. Like, Mm -hmm. I just think it's hilarious when someone like brings up something that has nothing to do with like... (laughs) You just jumped out way out of pocket bringing me into this. Like, what I got to yeah. do with this? And yeah. now I have to come for you. Mm-hmm. I just love that. Yeah, I love it. Like, uh, <laughs> shut up, please. Know who you're talking to. Yeah, keep my name out your mouth. I have the receipts. <laughs> I love it. Takashi is another one of those people like me. Like, he just, like, jumps into things that he shouldn't. And he just thinks he's cooler than he is. And it's yeah. just like, sir, sit down. Please sit down. Yeah. Ugh. But in other news, <laughs> I have another little internet scandal. Um, so James Charles, the YouTuber beauty guru mm-hmm. extraordinaire, mm-hmm. was in a grooming scandal. So apparently a TikToker alleged that James Charles was grooming him Mm -hmm. because he was underage, I think, like, 16 or 17 years old, Mm -hmm. and they were exchanging Snapchat messages that were inappropriate. So I'm going to read you James Charles's um, response. He made a statement on Twitter. Okay. And it says... There's a video going around about me on TikTok and Twitter of a guy calling me a groomer and I want to address it right away. The accusation that I have groomed this person is completely false. Last week, I came across someone on my Instagram Explorer page, saw he followed me and added him on Snapchat. The next morning, I woke up to several snaps from this person being excited. I added him back saying he loved me, blah, blah, blah. He told me he was 18. Obviously, we know that was a lie, but nonetheless, the boy sent him inappropriate photos, and after that, James Charles unfriended him. So, towards the end, James Charles says... After false allegations like this in the past, I would never knowingly engage with anyone underage and put my life on the line for a few Snapchats. Because of situations like this, instead of taking someone's word for it, I will now ask to see the ID or passport of every guy I have a conversation with. (laughs) Every guy you have a conversation with? Okay. Let's let's break this down for a second. Okay. Okay. So the allegations of grooming, like, wouldn't there have had to have been some sort of, like, long-term conversation or where he was coaxing him out of his draws? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's, like, that kind of, like, title to put on someone is a little, like, I don't want to say it's extreme because we don't know, you know, the basis of what the exchanges were because Snapchat doesn't, there are no screenshots. I don't think so. 
Um, so yeah, so this kind of like quick exchange, like quick ad is like a little weird, Mm -hmm. I would think. Um, and then also like, you don't, you've got all that money, fame, power, success. Why are you adding random people on the internet? To your Snapchat. Like, he probably thought he was attractive and he wanted to get to know him. I mean, celebrity men, we know they'd be sliding into the DMs of these IG girls. Like, the same goes for gay men. They are trawling the DMs. I guess. I just feel like y'all ain't scared. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I just feel like in 2021, you're just adding random people. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I see it because, I mean, celebrities are so accessible now more than ever. They are. Every girl I know who's dated a celebrity, it's literally from DMs. It's (laughs) wild. Yeah. And you don't even have to have a lot of followers to get noticed by these men. I just think it's like a little weird. Yeah. To be like trawling the internet for people. I don't know. I just feel like you go out. So you like people like that are out and about and like so social. So it's like you don't you can't just like pick up somebody in real life. I don't know. I guess it does seem a little bit weird in that sense. But nonetheless, that was the situation. And I just think it's so... Uh, it's so unrealistic to ask for people's IDs, like every person you have a conversation with because, you know, you're scared of these allegations. This statement was just like so unrealistic and weird. (laughs) This whole scandal is weird. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know. When you're dealing with celebrities, like you deal with things that are just like outside of the norm. Like if you go to certain people's houses or end up at a party with certain celebrities, you have to sign an NDA. And that's like very normal for people in the industry. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't know. I just feel like if you're going to be trawling the internet for for lovers. <laughs> for lovers. <laughs> I don't I love know. that word, like lover. You, you need to like put some some new things in place, No. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he does that now and he's no longer talking to little 16-year-olds, adding 16-year-olds on Snapchat. How old is James Charles? I believe he's younger than me. He's got to be like 21 or 20. Let me confirm. Okay. This is the problem with like... He's 21. These young kids looking so grown. Like... Mm -hmm. There's, like, a certain level of, like, immaturity that children still have. But, like, (laughs) certain kids just look so old. Like, or there's, like, young people that look so old. Like, I met this girl this week, and she was 22. Mm -hmm. She looked older than me. Damn. I was like, you're what? (laughs) And it's she wasn't, like, she didn't look haggard. She looked, like, she was very pretty. But I was just like, you're only 22? She was mature. Yeah, like, I don't know. She just looked older. Or maybe I look young, and so my perception is skewed. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was just like, sis, you don't look 22. (laughs) Do I look 22? No, you look like a baby. You see? I mean, it just, it depends. Because 
Marcy's friends to me look so old. Our little sister is 17 and whenever I see the girl she hangs out with, I'm just like, y'all could be in the club with me and I wouldn't even think twice about it. Like, y'all look grown. Right. It's wild. That is really wild. Mm -hmm. But Marcy still looks little, kind of, in the face. Yeah, she does look young in the face. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think it's really weird how, like, old people look. Yeah. Like, how, like, mature, like, young people look. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's it's, scary. It's the makeup and the extensions and everything. And yeah. if you're in Hollywood, also, like, the surgery. Surgery makes you look older. Like, Kylie, she does not look 22. Kylie's 22? Yes, we're the same age. No. She no, looks- I think she's 23, maybe. Maybe. She looks really old. She does. <laughs> There's like this per- certain look that plastic surgery gives you that's, that is that the girls are getting. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That's just really weird. Yeah. Okay, anyways, that's all I wanted to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> that is all I have for you guys as well. This is a quick, snappy little episode. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the TVNT podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to us wherever you, wherever you are listening. And wherever you are listening, please leave us a five-star review. Tell us something nice. And if you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and feel free to subscribe and to give this video a thumbs up. And we will be back next Friday with another episode to serve up the tea on the latest TV and pop culture news. Bye, guys. Bye.